With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon, America. Good afternoon, Rochester, New York. Welcome to the Got Freedom Podcast here on the We The People Podcast Network. Your host, Chad Hummel. Got freedom, right? It's a great question to ask yourself. Every morning when you wake up um, after you stretch, or maybe before you stretch um, at your choosing, ask yourself, do I have freedom? Dot, dot, dot. And if you don't, Join my podcast. Learn how to gain some more freedom. In the studio, Austin, our producer on the We The People Podcast Network. Hello. How's everybody doing? There he is. There's the man, Austin, from Rock Vox Productions, right? Yes, did I say sir. that right? Yeah, you did it. Good job. <laughs> I said it nice and slow and deliberate. Oh, my goodness. You have to pronounce all of your consonants and vowels. Right. Yeah. It's well, good. that's that's how speaking works. Just good public speaking, right? Absolutely. And you know, not that I want to um, go off on a tangent right at the beginning of the show, but uh, public speaking is kind of a lost art. And um, you know, I probably grew up and was educated in uh, in kind of the last generation. Uh, you know, where public speaking was, was focused on. I don't know. Do they? I don't even know. I, if they... I I took public speaking in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, I took it in high school. I, I was deathly afraid of it, um, so I, I'm not sure how I ended up as a litigator, a courtroom litigator, and a podcaster uh, because I was deathly afraid of public speaking. I would uh, I would be sick on the days when I had to present my projects. Um, hopefully, my parents aren't listening. I would uh, I would do anything and everything to get out of uh, public speaking. When I had to give a book report. Um, I tried to, you know, do it from my seat if I could. I, I tried to act like I, there was something wrong, and the teacher would feel, hopefully, feel sorry for me. I hated public speaking. I was very nervous about standing up in front of people and speaking. Uh, at some point, right up and through law school, um, when I was in law school and we had to do mock trial, I feared it. Didn't want to do it. Uh, I dreaded it. Um, and um, I don't know. It's. I would say at some point, maybe my first near the end of my first into my second year of practicing law, going to court routinely, the first couple of years of practicing law at the firm I was with, I was in court probably daily, uh, multiple times on most days. And eventually I just got over it, just became second nature, kind of like riding a bike. So, uh, but I, what I was getting at was over the years, I've, I've even seen my own public speaking skills uh, start to decline. And I would attribute it to uh, what? What do you think... We might attribute it to, assuming I'm correct, that public speaking has kind of gone in the toilet. 
Are you are you talking about cell phones and texting? And, oh man, uh, you got it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but look, I've always said you know public speaking is all about you know that face to face. You want to see someone's face when they're talking. You know, look them in the eye. You want to see their thumb. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, talking to a freaking thumb, <laughs> and, and the guy, the guy behind the screen with the hat and the thumb is telling us about face to face public speaking. Uh, there's something I, wrong no with comment. this picture, literally and figuratively. Actually, there's nothing wrong with the picture. It's a great picture, right? It's the best picture. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on from public speaking uh, into what's the name of the show. Uh, it's too that was long. Not a rhetorical question. Yeah, no, it's too long. It's got cut off the top of our screen here. It's a <laughs> nice. Are you a boy or are you a vile something? Uh, <laughs> left left wing lunatic. Are you a boy or are you a vile left wing lunatic? Um, it's a relevant question. It's a relevant question. By the end of the show at around nine thirty tonight, we'll see if we can answer that. But we're going to start with this. So last night, Monday night was the college, the men's, um, which is, you know, of course, no no pun intended, no play on words, but that's what we're going to get into here. Apparently, it was the men's, if there's such a thing, the men's college national uh, basketball championship between Kansas and North Carolina, UNC, the Tar Heels of North Carolina. Uh, but I don't really want to talk about the game necessarily. What I want to talk about to kick things off is the – the inundation of the Buick commercials that ran throughout the men's national championship games through March Madness. So if you if you follow March Madness, and even if you don't, bear with me, and I'll explain to you what I'm getting at. Uh, Buick, right, the the car manufacturer, Buick ran must have been tens of millions of dollars worth of ads throughout the the men's college national uh, championship tournament uh, for the past three weeks. And I want to play one of those uh, commercials for you. And I would say I probably watched at least five games from start to finish. And I watched bits and pieces of at least a dozen or so other games over the past three weeks. And I saw these commercials, I would say at least every commercial break. So I don't know how many commercial breaks are in a, in a college basketball game. I would venture to say four to five per half at least. So at least 10 times per game. Um, there was over 60 games played in the men's uh, championship, and uh, and these were the these were the commercials that were being played. This is just one of the three, but I want to play this one in particular and then talk about it. So, Austin, if we could play that commercial. Who's going to be the hero tonight? Three seconds for a national championship or overtime. Ogumbawale for the win. Alike Ogumbawale wins the national championship for Notre Dame. Alike does it again. All right, so with with one watching of that and and reading the script on the screen, um, well, let me stop there. Austin, had you seen the, those commercials before? No, I had never seen that commercial before. Okay, so as as quickly as you can, tell me what your first impression of that commercial was. Because I, I'm I'm looking at it from the standpoint where I've I've seen this commercial thirty, forty times already, and I've already kind of 
you know, formulated my, my biases and prejudices about that commercial. But tell me what your quick thoughts are. Uh, my first impression is that Buick uh, has invested in the NCAA and are not getting a return on their investment from the women's division. Um, so what do you mean by that? So, I mean, uh, clearly, you know, they're a sponsor of the NCAA, mm-hmm. which covers both men's and women's sports, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, you know, I'd, so they probably play com- Buick commercials during both sorts of uh, sporting events, the the, the men's sport. and the women's. Right. Well, that's my, and, yeah, that was my first thought was, are they? I see. I assume they are because they are like, man, People aren't watching our commercials during these events. Let's, you know, see if we can get some get some eyeballs ah, on our. See, on that's the, a great take. Yeah, that's, that's a, that. That was my first impression. That's a great take because that that kind of that that probably piles on to my ultimate conclusion. Uh, in fact, reinforces my ultimate conclusion. I think, and that is obviously these commercials. And what Buick is doing here has nothing to do with giving two shits or a rat's ass um, about women and men and the difference between women and men and the difference between the notoriety that women and men get and the difference between how much money gets spent on women and men's athletics and the difference between you know how nice of a plane the men get to fly to the championship game versus the one that the women have to fly or maybe they have to walk or hitchhike, I don't know. Uh, clearly, this has nothing to do with that um, because, quite frankly, there's nothing we can do about that. That's just life, right? Life isn't fair, as they say. Um, this is all about Buick. This is all about marketing dollars and generating uh, customers to buy cars, right? I mean, listen, Buick is not in the business of throwing away the tens of millions of dollars that it costs to run these ads. They're just not. And they're not going to run them unless it's producing a return for them. Um, it, it's it's really that simple. So, but there's there's a lot of different directions to go with this. Let's let's play that commercial one more time and I want to freeze it at one point. Who's going to be the hero tonight? So this was a game on, in April of 2018, Women's Championship game. It was a, it was a buzzer beater game. Nobody you probably didn't see it. Let's stop there. See you probably didn't see it. Well, you probably didn't see it because you didn't give a shit, right? Austin, did you see the game? No. No, why not? I did not see the game. Well, to be fair. Because you hate women? To be fair, I also didn't catch this uh, Kansas versus NCU game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, (laughs) don't, look, that's not the point, right? Okay. The point is, is did you see the women's buzzer beater game, right? It was a great game. It went down to the finish. It was exciting, the athletes were were the best athletes in the land that year. They they went to the championship game where they deserved to be. They got to play on the national stage. They got to play in front of a large crowd. You heard the cheering in the background, right? It, it wasn't like it wasn't like some angry old white men confined them to play, you know, at an outdoor playground in Alaska in the middle of the winter, right? They were they played indoors <laughs> at a big arena in front of a big crowd. And yeah. you didn't watch it, Austin. Why? I don't. I want to know why you didn't watch the game. Because I didn't care. Because you. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. 
right? Just like a good witness uh, under cross-examination. I want, I want to get the answer out of you that I'm looking for. And I didn't watch it either. And, it, and I, guess, I guess I can't say that I didn't care because I, I do like watching athletics uh, and sports, but I guess I didn't care either. And I guess every single American, male or female, uh, trans, straight, bi, androgynous, whatever those words were that we learned last week that we still don't understand what they mean, um, whatever they are, yeah. So whether you are, um, I'm gonna, sorry, I'm going to lean into the screen here because I'm blind. Whether you're agender, androgenine, demigender, female, gender fluid, you get gender fluids on yourself, gender queer, I thought queer was a bad word, male, non-binary, other, um, you prefer not to disclose. I thought you had to disclose. I don't, right? I don't know. I don't understand what any of this means anymore. Whether you're questioning, no matter what you are, um, I forget where I was going with this. What? No, no matter what you are, you didn't watch the game. You didn't watch the game, right? Because you didn't care. But here's the kicker, folks: the game was on national television. Every single women's college. Uh, championship game is on national TV. So if you did care and you want to watch, you wanted to watch, see there, there I go with my, my poor enunciation, my poor public speaking. Um, if you wanted to watch the games, if you wanted to see that game, that clip that, that Buick is playing, you could have watched it, right? You could have come home, grabbed your popcorn, grabbed your beer, sat down, turned on ESPN or... TNT or CBS, whatever channel it was on, on your cable network that you're paying way too much money for, and you could have watched the game and you could have seen it, but you didn't because you don't care. And I guess what Buick and all of their wokeness is trying to tell us is we have to care. They're going to force us to care. You can't force me to care, right? You can't force equality upon me or equity or divert, uh, um, what, what's the word? Uh, inclusion, diversity. You can't force those things on people. That's not freedom. And on the Got Freedom podcast, we like freedom. And you like freedom too. Even you angry um, fascists and, and liberals and, and whatever you are. And we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. We're going we, we're gonna to start defining things on this show, right? Before we have conversations, we need to define terms. We found out about a week or so ago that we were not able to define what a woman is, right? The Supreme Court, she's now going to be nominated. It, it, it seems pretty evident. Um, she doesn't know what a woman is. She can't define it. Uh, but on this show, we're going we're gonna to start defining things so that we can have legitimate conversations. Um, but the game was on TV. You could have seen it. Buick is pretending as if there's some boogeyman that prevented you from watching it, right? There's some... Um, you know, anti-gay, anti-women, anti-lesbian, anti-transgender, don't say gay, don't say this, don't say that. There's some movement afoot that is trying to prevent you from watching women's sports, and it just simply doesn't exist. Think about this for a minute. Um, ah, shoot, I wrote it down somewhere. I forgot to bring it with me, but um, when's the last time you saw college men's golf on TV? Austin, have you have you flipped through the stations lately? Do you, have you seen any men's golf, college men's golf on TV? No, not recently. How about college men's chess tournaments? No, no, no. not not not. How no. about um, college men's swimming? Nope. I no. well, you've seen 
you've seen college men swim as women on TV, <laughs> right? Have you seen that? Yeah, that that I okay, think that's just, been, I just been be making clear. the rounds. Yeah. So so this is all about gender equality, right? And Buick is going to save the freaking world, right? From all of us angry right-wing um, old men who hate women and don't want to turn on the championship game and watch it. They're going to save the world. But um, nobody seems to give a shit about men's uh, golf, men's college golf, right? There's a reason why men's college golf isn't on TV. There's a reason why the men's college national championship wasn't on TV last night in front on primetime television because nobody gives a shit. And it's not about gender. It's because nobody gives a shit. Just like nobody gives a shit about the women's game. But actually, millions do, right? Like I said, there were tens of thousands of people in the stands that night. You could hear the the noise in the background. Okay? And there were probably a couple million national viewers. It is what it is. It's not about gender inequality, right? There's a... Right? So then the... Well, can I... Say, can I come at this from a, like, sort of the other angle? You know, there's no movement saying, you know, like, oh, you can't watch this or, you know, whatever. But I bet if it came out that Buick was spending, what was the, what was the number they put up? 10% of media uh, attention or something was yeah, on we'll play the, keep playing the clip there. Yeah. So over 40% of the athletes are women, but they get less than 10% of the media coverage. Right. So if it came out that Buick was spending 10% of their advertising budget on women's things, but yeah, 90% on men's things, oh, then the movement is on the other side. That's right. And now, so so along those lines, pull up um, the article. It was a, a screenshot from the internet. This was apparently Buick's statement. And again, forgive me, folks. I'm just going to kind of lean in. Unfortunately, you're going to have to take a a good, hard, close look at my big, bald forehead here. Um, Buick says it will also run an equal number of paid ads in the women's and men's March Madness tournaments to signal its commitment to gender equality. The first ads will feature moments from women's college basketball, hockey, swimming, blah, blah, blah. So, all right, my question was this before I did a little research and I found that statement. Leave that up there on the screen for a minute for me, Austin, please. So my question was, hmm, I wonder if Buick, right, and all of their wokeness even bothered to waste their time running these ads on the during the women's games, right, knowing full well uh, that, that the media coverage is only 10% on the women's side, and I guess that probably correlates to how many, you know, actual – uh, potential customers they thought might be watching those games, and that's what advertisers do. Um, before Buick decides where to spend their ad dollars, they want to know what the TV ratings are, of course. So, so my question, you know, that I had for myself was, yeah, is Buick even running these ads during the women's game? And if they're not, that that should certainly be exposed, and that would show uh, what a joke that that they are, right? And that this is all about revenue for them too. Um, but then I find this statement, and right, and at first glance, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, you know, Buick says they're doing it. Well, I'm going to be a cynic, and I'm going to say, okay, maybe they're do- they say they're doing it. I didn't watch any women's games, so I don't know. Maybe if there's somebody out there uh, that actually watched the women's games, they can verify whether or not they saw these commercials during the women's games. But I'm going to take Buick at their word for a minute. 
right? Because I, that's what I love to do. I love to take the other side at their word and then still show how they're wrong. Um, don't let them, you know, use their own words and their own theories against them is the best way to do it. So let's assume for a minute that Buick did run these so-called equal number of paid ads in the women's and men's game. Well, Austin, because he's so freaking smart and astute, he already answered this question. He already, he already took it to the next level, intellectually next level. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to jump ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, you, you're, you're, you know, you didn't mean to, but you can't help it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you're a man. Of course, yeah, I was mansplaining it to, to the audience. <laughs> you, you couldn't help but be intellectually superior well, because totally you're a man. I, I didn't say that out loud. And suddenly my my female <laughs> viewership goes in the toilet. Yeah, I was, yeah. I'm just kidding, folks. I'm just kidding. I love, I love my women um, because I'm a straight man. So anyway... Um, Here's the thing, though. Buick may have run an equal number of ads, right? 20 versus 20 ads. But you know damn well the, what, the, what the monetary conclusion is, right, Austin? Let me, let me just double check to make sure I understood your point. What, what do you think yeah. they paid for those ads? Right. Like, what does it cost? Uh, so, I assume women's Let's sports. Make up numbers. Women's sports air on ESPN, right? I'm assuming. Like, where do they air? Yeah, ESPN. Okay. ESPN I assume two. the, like, how much it costs to run an ad during uh, women's sports is not 10% of what it costs to run an ad during a men's sports. It might be though, right? I, well, I don't want to say it should be, but I, do, I doubt that it is. What do you think it is? I bet it's probably pretty close. Just, you know, think I, so? I would assume so. Um, just because if it came out that ESPN was charging, uh, nine times more to ads, you know, to 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 sponsors. run the ads for the men's games. Yeah, uh, well, then I'm, ESPN would suddenly look like hypocrites because they also push all the, you know. No, you're right. They do, but then, but then that's the to me that's the overriding point is, is that they push one thing, but at the end of the day, you just follow the money. They're, I'm convinced, and and I don't. It's not even really a question of of being convinced. I don't have the statistics, but I would uh, I would bet a few bucks on it that there's no question in my mind that the ads that Buick is paying for during the men's national championship game are a ridiculous amount more than what they're paying in during the uh, with the women's game, the corresponding women's game. So the women played Sunday night, and if Buick ran one of those 30-second spots and it cost them $2 million to run it on Sunday, I'm thinking it cost them 4 or $5 million to run it last night. See, my, that's just the law of economics right there. My only evidence to the contrary. No, you're not allowed is, to present any evidence to the contrary. Well, it's, it's you, objection you, hearsay. You gave me this evidence. It was <laughs> the did. spot right here. Uh-oh. And the fact that they are pushing people to watch women's sports tells me that they're like, you know, we're paying almost as much oh, okay. and no, no one's watching it. All right. So look, so now we've come full circle. Yeah. So, so that, that point is a little bit nuanced and I, and I get it and you're probably a thousand percent correct, but I don't think that that, that that point there is contrary to my point. And, and I think those two points marry up right here. They marry up where yes, on one hand, Buick can run ads during the women's games for a, a far less uh, per commercial or per second rate than they do for the men's games. And in my mind, there's no doubt about that. However, to your point, Buick obviously um, they would love to drive up viewership of the women's athletics so that then they can advertise 
to a bigger customer base. So if Buick is getting some package uh, of ads with ESPN or CBS or TNT, yeah, they 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 want to drive up viewership. So so to the extent that they're trying to promote uh, viewership of the women's games, that would certainly benefit um, you know the ad dollars. Uh, it would justify the ad dollars they're spending. Sure, but, that that is a good point. If it's cheaper to run a uh, an ad during a women's game, you would want to push viewership towards the women's games. That way, you could still get the same amount of eyeballs exactly. for less money. All right, you exactly. know, never mind. You convinced me. But 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 we're but we're getting into the weeds, uh, and, and we don't like to do that, do we? Um, Chad, uh, you know, look at that. I just referred to myself in the third person. The the host of the podcast here, uh, he doesn't like to get in yeah, the weeds. Well, there there's Chad. No. <laughs> you, see, look, you're always pulling up evidence to the contrary of what I'm saying. <laughs> Man, that's what I do. That's what the producer does. The producer's here to keep the host, the the the, the show host, honest. All right, okay. so let me let me just wrap it up and we'll move on. The bottom line is this: Yeah, exactly, Striker. I thought Buick went belly up. I thought so too. I had a Buick once. Um, so Buick is full of shit, right? That, that about sums it up, in my opinion. Buick's full of shit. Buick is part of this bullshit, woke movement, uh, trying to force equality upon you, trying to force you to think a certain way, trying to force you to believe a certain thing, trying to force you to watch something you don't want to watch, right? Through coercion, through shaming, through bullying, right? That's shaming and bullying. They're shaming you and bullying you into watching women's sports uh, when, in fact, it's already on TV, so if you choose to watch it as a free American, if you choose to flip the remote, flip the TV on, on Sunday night, the game was on ESPN, you could have watched it, you didn't, and now Buick's letting you know that when you turn the game on on Monday night, the men's game, um, that you're a bad person, right? You're a bad person because you didn't watch. That's what that's what it's all about. So that gets us into some definitions. So, um, you know, people throw around words. I say people, I mean whoever, right? You know you know who you are. We all throw around these words. We throw around liberalism and fascism and, and so on and so forth. And, and quite frankly, we probably think we know what they mean, but do we really know what they mean? Uh, so let's define some things. Let's define what fascism is because that's what these commercials are, in my opinion. So, oh boy, I need a telescope. <laughs> Can you help me out, Austin? What's the definition of fascism? Can you uh, let's see here? Fascism is a form of far right authoritarian ultra nationalism. Lie. Keep going. Characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, and strong regimentation of society and the economy. Bam. Buick fascism. Right? TNT, CBS, all of the networks that aired these commercials. Fascism. Corporate fascism right? They are trying to suppress the opposition, right? You're the opposition. You don't want to watch women's college sports. You don't want to watch men's golf on TV. You don't want to watch the the women's national championship game on Sunday night because you don't care, right? You don't think it's a high enough level of competition or a, a good enough version of the game of basketball. You want to watch the men's game on Monday night. But the opposition, Buick, the Wokesters, right, TNT, CBS, those networks, they want to suppress you. They want to force you to do something. They want to force you to follow their principles and their ideas and their mindset. So who's the fascists now? The right-wing conservatives? The right-wing, you know, nut jobs that they call us? Who are the fascists now? 
or or is it the perceived liberal? Is it the perceived progressive? Is it the perceived Democrat that has now come full circle? And I don't say full circle lightly, right? You've heard my theory of politics. You've heard of my theory on the circle, right? So let's just quickly talk about that. So there's two ways to get to the other side of a circle, right? You can go left or right. So you have this circle, right? Is that a circle? Close enough, right? There's the circle, okay? That's a pretty good circle. It's a pretty good circle, huh? And let's say we start at the top, and we head right. Bear with me here. I'm drawing a picture. Terrible at this. We head left. It'll probably be the opposite when I flip it around, right? I drew left and right for me. I don't know what it looks like for you. So how do I get that? Yeah, no, that worked. Did that work? Yeah, yeah. Good what job. doing here? So you go right and you go left. Yeah. So when you go to the right, you're supposedly a Republican, and I'll fast forward, and, and all of a sudden you end up supposedly when you go too far right wing, you become a fascist, and I guess what do you become when you go too far left wing? You become a communist, I think, right? Yeah, absolutely. That aren't those basically the same thing, really? So so you go too far right, you become a fascist, you go too far left, you become a communist. Well, what happens when you get all the way to the bottom, the South Pole? We started off at the North Pole and we went right and we went left. You get all the way to the South Pole. Okay? Do you have to stop and go back? No, you can keep going. So you become a fascist and you go to the other side of the South Pole, now you're on the left side. So you're a leftist. You can become a fascist by going right. You can become a fascist by going left. I don't care how you got there. You are what you are, right? You don't have to be a Republican first and then a conservative second and then whatever else third and then all of a sudden become a fascist, right? You can go, you can go to the left. You can be a Democrat, a progressive, a communist, and then cross over to becoming a fascist. And either way, at the South Pole, you're one of the other. You're either a communist or a fascist. And under both scenarios, you're, you're an authoritarian. You're a totalitarian. You're somebody who, pull up the definition again, you're somebody who wants to oppress the opposition. Okay, and I'm going to lean in and, and try to read this. You're somebody who wants to have dictatorial power, forcible suppression of the opposition, and more importantly, strong regimentation of society and the economy. Well, that's exactly what that commercial is in a nutshell. That's Buick, right? They're billionaires, aren't they? Obviously, right? You didn't see, you know, mom and pa bakery advertising during the college national championship last night. No, you saw Buick advertising. You saw Coca-Cola advertising. You saw the big hitters, right? The billionaires of the world, the one percenters. So the one percenters get on TV right? Trying to dictate the economy. And when that's not good enough, when just simply selling cars isn't good enough, now they have to dictate, they have to regimentate society, right? They have to tell you how woke to be. They have to tell you, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) they have to tell you, what do I have, COVID? Excuse me. (coughs) Might need a sip of water. Might need my producer to (coughs) go get me a Sip yeah, of water. Yeah, all right. Do you, do you want me to go get water for you? Yeah, if you don't mind, would you? Yeah, no, that's all right. Appreciate that. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on the God Freedom Podcast, the We the People Podcast Network. My uh, 
my producer's going to grab me a, a little sip of water. I got to, I think the fascists, they got me. Um, they got a hold of my public speaking skills here. Throat's a little dry, but uh, that's okay. We'll take a quick little break here. Um, maybe there'll be a Buick commercial. We'll get a couple million dollars. Do you think Buick will advertise for us, Austin? After, yeah. De- definitely after this show, right? sponsored by Buick. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. All right, we might be able to recover now. You know, Chad, only 10% of podcasts are hosted by women. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But you know what? When they are hosted by women, they're phenomenal, aren't they? They are. They're revolutionary. Aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Revolutionary, for sure. That's for sure. All right, so the point is this. The fascists, the communists at the South Pole of the political spectrum, they... uh, they want to control you, right? They want to regiment society. They want to tell you what to watch, where to watch it, how to watch it. They want to tell you how to think when it comes to gender, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so let's, uh, let's move on and get into similar topic, uh, but just a, a slightly different situation going on here. Let me just cross off some things here in my notes. All right, let's talk rainbow club ready for this one folks now you've probably some of you have probably seen this floating around on on social media rainbow club what in the hell is a rainbow club i don't know i don't know but we're going to try to figure it out so apparently in the pittsford central school district right the town of pittsford here uh in rochester new york uh pittsford's a suburb it's a pretty um I don't want to say elite, but it's uh, you know it's a it's an affluent suburb in the city of Rochester. Um, so, the Pittsford Central School District apparently I don't know if this is coming from the Board of Education or, or where this is coming from. I guess it doesn't quite matter where it's coming from. It's here. Um, this is their version of trying to indoctrinate your children. Um, the Rainbow Club. So, I'll just quickly go over it. Week one. Uh, they're going to do an introduction. What is the Rainbow Club? And they're going to read books like the Gay BCs uh, to four to eight-year-olds. And it's going to explain a range of LGBTQ terms. And then in week two, they're going to talk about different kinds of families. Um, I guess there's multiple kinds of families. Stella brings the family. It's the story of a child with two dads, of course. Um, most families would love to have one dad, but... Um, in, in this uh, in, in these people's um, wonderful world where they live in a treehouse, they have two dads. And then uh, Julian goes to a wedding, uh, a lesbian wedding. Um, week three, we're talking gender diversity, where it feels good to be yourself um, about gender identity. I guess if it felt good just to be yourself, you wouldn't have to transgender. But anyway, then... Um, we get into week four, self-expression and interests, a house for everybody. Again, four to eight-year-olds normalizes different expression and interest, um, breaking stereotypes, what boys and girls like to do. Then we get into week five. Um, we get into the rainbow pride flag. Again, we're talking two to five-year-olds now. See, now we've gone down to the two-year-olds. Um, do two-year-olds even go to school? I mean, in a progressive's world, 
they'll go to school right out of the womb. Uh, they'll just snatch the kid right up as soon as it's born if they're not able to get it aborted first um, and then start teaching it about the pride flag. So we're going to teach two-year-olds about the pride flag. That makes sense, right? Um, and then week six is the no name-calling week. So where do we begin with this? All right, this is where we begin with this. So I know the sarcasm sometimes just drips right out of my mouth, but um, if you can believe me for half a second, I mean this. I'm going to try to really figure this out because I don't know how this stuff works. Um, because apparently only 1%, I think I have an article, Austin, if you could pull that up real quick. Apparently only 1% of children aged 9 to 10, right? 9 to 10, not 2-year-olds, not 3-year-olds, not 4-year-olds, not 5-year-olds, not 6-year-olds, not 7, not 8, but 9 to 10-year-olds, and only 1% of them already identify as gay or transgender or, you know, you know, throw in the rest of the initials in there, the rest of the, the LGBTQ LMNOPs. Um, so if only 1% of children age 9 to 10 know if they're gay or transgender, then how, how am I as a 47-year-old straight heterosexual white male supposed to understand what in the fuck is going on here, right? How am I supposed to understand any of this? And of course, if I don't understand it and I ask questions or if I ask questions and draw my own conclusions and then draw the opposite conclusion or a different conclusion than what these wokesters at Buick are trying to tell me to draw and what the Rainbow Club wants me to believe and what Pittsburgh School District forces me, demands me, requires me to believe, right? I have to believe their religion, right? This is their religion. This is their dogma, right? And if I don't believe it, then I'm bad. Right then, I'm tran then I'm anti gay and I'm anti this and I'm anti that and I'm a bad person and I should be, um, you know, retrained and I should go to sensitivity classes and I should do this and I should do that. So, so I I tried to draw myself a flow chart. So Vicky says, um, RC oh Rainbow Club RC is being pushed by New York State. Uh, PTSA, that's the, what, Parent Teachers School Association, targeting K-5, middle and high school, have student-run gay straight after-school clubs. Okay, so thank you, Vicky, for that information. So I tried to draw myself a flow chart, and, I, and I'm really trying to figure this out. So, and if I had more time, I would have I would have typed it up and it would have been all fancy. We'd have it up on the screen. But I have I have it right here in my notes. I'm an attorney, so I use my fancy legal pad here. Um, all right. So let's start with this. You start off as a male. If that's can I even make that assumption? Is there even a baseline assumption anymore that somebody actually might be born as a male? I don't even know. I, I honestly don't know. But I have to start somewhere. So I'm gonna start with you're a male. And you know you're a male. Um, you're born a male. You know you're a male. You, you, you pull your shorts open and you look and you can tell that you're a male. Um, now, at some point in time, you decide, I guess, that, you, that you're confused, that there's some gender issue going on, that there's some gender diversity thing playing out in your head. I don't know how that works because, again, I'm just a, a, an old white guy. But um, you, you decide at some point that, you're really a female 
or that you want to be a female. Again, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that works. So, but either way, you start to transition. However, that works. I don't know either, but you start to transition to becoming a female. All right. So now the flow chart takes us from you started off as a male, which according to Katanji Brown Jackson, she wouldn't be able to define that, but I'm going to do it for you because it's simple. You have a freaking penis, right? You're a man. You're born. Uh, you have a penis, right? The doctor holds you up, shows you to your mom and says, it's a boy, right? I mean, is that is that done too? Do the doctors not do that anymore, Austin? I don't know. No, I think they just say, it's a baby. It's a baby. There you go. So yeah. you don't want to offend the baby because the baby might hear you. Um, the mom might hear you. The dad might hear you. Somebody listening in the other room might hear the doctor and get offended and run out screaming. So it's it's a baby, right? But no, the doctor says, it's a boy. And then at some point, the boy says, I'm a girl. And then you transition or you do whatever you do and you start wearing different clothes and start swimming with the girls and, and whatnot and winning trophies. So now you're a girl, you're a female. Now that's gender, right? That's I, that's gender identity. And, and, but now we're talking sexuality, right? And this is where it gets all confusing to me. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand if they're the same, if they're different. So you're a female. Are you a heterosexual female? Are you a gay female? I don't get how that works. Let's assume for a minute that that you're a male that became a female and you're heterosexual. So are you a heterosexual female that wants to have sex with a female? So you go out to the bar, you, you, you hook up with a female, a biological female. It, it's a girl, right? And then, but what if she's straight? Does she know that you used to be a man? And then... But what if the female is gay? What if the what if the male that becomes a female finds a female and wants to have heterosexual relationships, sexual relationships, except the female is a lesbian and wants to have sex with a female? I feel like one. She, she thinks she's having. She thinks she's about to have sex with a female, but then the female was a male who thought. One, one of I, these I don't get terms, this shit. I don't understand how this works. One of these terms has to cover that. One of, one of these. <laughs> you uh, would think. I, I, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to guess uh, gender queer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm going to put that under the queer category. Well, you know, the funny thing about that, there, there is a test later. And I'm not even kidding. There's going to be a test later. I, I found that too. We're going to pull that up in a little bit. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's going to be a test it. on these things. You took it. Great. Are you a boy or a girl? I'm a boy. Are you a boy or are you an angry right wing, whatever the show title is that I don't remember because it's too long. <laughs> I, I'm not a, a vile left wing lunatic. <laughs> I'm a boy. All right. So now my flow chart continues. Um, hold on. Let me, let me see if I can follow it because again, this is very hard. I'm just reading my notes here. Then you have Gay sex with a male who is gay, except the gay male sees you as a female now. What if, all right, so now let's go back to the top. You're, you're this male now, right? Now, what if, is it possible? I don't know. What if you identify as being gay first? And when I say identify, I don't, I don't mean to, to suggest that, that it's a choice. I really don't because I, I honestly if it's okay, right? If it's okay to the angry 
um, the angry LGBTQ out crowd out there, if it's okay for a minute, I, I don't know the answer yet, right? Is, is that okay for me not to know the answer? I'm in, I think I'm intelligent. I, you know, I do have a law degree. I, I do think about things. I, I'd like to think I have some modicum of an open mind, but, but I haven't wrapped my mind around it yet. You know, I, I haven't done any scientific studies or research on it, but nonetheless, um, if, if you figure out at some point that you're a gay male, do you then also potentially decide to transgender? And then that's what leads us to this problem that I just identified. I I well, just don't get it because if you're if you're if you start off as a gay male, then why do you transgender in the first place? Why don't you just stay a gay male and do whatever sexual activity you want to do and nobody's going to care, nobody's going to know. See, I've actually that I've always thought that transgender should be a separate thing. Like they lumped exactly. it in with the LGB but I feel like the T is its own thing. I agree. Whatever, like, all right, I identify as whatever. That's separate from I'm attracted to whatever. Yes. Right? And that's and that's exactly my point is that um, this whole narrative, right, where where we have to have these groups and these clubs that are that are claimed to be based upon inclusion and diversity and equity and blah 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 it's always the opposite right it's always the exact freaking opposite so i want i can't make the gays do anything that they can't make me do either right i can't i don't want to force anyone to watch the women's college national championship game and i don't want to f- force a gay person to do anything but but I, I, I ask them to, and I implore them to, why don't you stand up and and separate yourselves from this ridiculous, disgusting, immoral movement of, you know, you're, you're somehow connected to transgenderism, right? This whole LGTPQ, blah, blah, blah. No, you're, okay, if you're gay, you're gay, right? Let's just run with that. Just be gay. But then how do you allow the, the transgenders to link up with you? Because it, it doesn't make any sense at that point. You just can't make any sense of it. If, if you don't know your gender, how the hell can you know what your sexuality is? I, I, I just, I'm really at a loss. And again, that's why I tried to draw the flow chart, but it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Um, I can't make sense of it. So, it, you know, you, you tell me. Well, that's why they had to keep adding letters. Well, exactly, and that and that goes to that goes to a, another point. And there's a there's something that I sent you. Um, hold on one second. Let me see if I can pull up what I was looking for here. It was uh, it was something that showed us some statistics on this. Three percent up to seven percent. Maybe the last thing I sent you. Yeah. Okay. The percentage, this is a, a recent article in the news. It cites a study. Percentage of LGBTQ adults in the U.S. has doubled over the past decade. Gallup finds. Okay, what, so what's your point, right? I mean, statistics are statistics. You, they can be spun. They can be twisted. They can be taken out of context. They can be put into any context that you want them to be put in. They really can, right? The, the classic example that I've always used is this. When... A particular municipality tells you that crime has decreased by half or it has increased by double. It can be something as manipulative as this, that 
when they claim that it decreased by half from year over year, think about this. What happens in those situations is often this. Crime decreases, right? Let's say from, from 2019 to 2020. Well, in 2019, when somebody committed three crimes all at once, it was reported as three separate crimes. And then all of a sudden in 2020, whatever politician is running for office wants to argue that crime decreased, then they simply report the crime statistics differently, right? Now they lump all three crimes in together. When somebody commits three crimes together, they call it one crime occurrence. Now crime went down by threefold, just like that. Same amount of crimes were committed from 2020 to 2021, but they report them differently and they argue that they went down by two-thirds or a third or whatever the corresponding percentage would be. You get the point. So now let's go back to this. Supposedly, the percentage of LGBTQ adults in the U.S. has doubled over the past decade. And I say, so what? What the hell is your point? Um, And I think the years, once you scroll down through the article, I think they go from 2012. Can you see that, Austin? Does it start in 2012 to 2022? Is that what they're reporting? Yes. Yeah, it looks like it. Okay. 3.5% in 2012 to 7.1% in 2022. Okay. So to to Austin, to your point that you made a moment ago, how many letters were in this LGBTQXYZ? How many letters existed back in 2012? Well, exactly. And I I have the L. You have the the LGB and the B. That's bisexual. Yeah. So, so then, of course, it was 3.5% because that's all that existed was certain categories. What if, so is, is this, is I, this, I also have one other theory. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, it is also now just more acceptable. Like who is in the 100%. closet closet anymore? Yeah. You know, so I don't like, I don't think it's like, oh, there's more gay people. It's just now like, okay, now they're checking that box on whatever. Yep. survey absolutely and so i don't think it's going to keep going i think it's going to hit a ceiling where it's like yeah okay seven percent of the population is gay yeah let me ask you this austin yeah if in a year whoever wrote this article circles back and now the letters are l i gotta write them out because i always forget them l g b t q x y z and h what if we had an h to the end of it what's what? h stand for homosexual heterosexual oh okay well what if I, we had an h to the end now now what happens <laughs> to that seven point something percent today well presumably that would be a hundred percent thank you thank yeah. you so so again i say what in the hell's the point right what's the point of these articles the, the of course the answer is this the answer is the same as it was for the buick commercials right it's called fascism it's called communism it's called corporate america partnered with the powers to be in the government, the elites in the government are trying to force us to think a certain way. And once they force us to think a certain way, then they can start to either A, um, watch us act a certain way unconsciously, or just go ahead and force us to act a certain way. And, And if you don't think that's true, just look around, right? Look at the Rainbow Club. This is them this is the the corporate elites, the government elites forcing on your children, forcing you as parents to act a certain way. Because if you speak out against it, you will be shot down. You will be told that you're an intolerant right-wing communist or a right-wing fascist, I should say. You'll be told that you're mean-spirited and that you're a bully 
and that you're anti-gay and so on and so forth. You'll be told all those things. And if you don't believe me, let's look at one of the books that they're reading. So we have the Gay BCs. Let's pull up the Gay BCs. Did I send you that um, the link to that book, Austin? You know what? I might not have. Hold on. I have it here uh, on my phone if you don't have it. I think it's somewhere behind these ads. I, That's GBCs. it right there. Yes. Is there a picture? So does that start with Matt Webb, 33, was five years old? Uh, yes. Let me see here. Uh, get this up. Matt Webb, 33, was five years old when he became aware of his gender identity and sexual orientation. Of course, that defies the last article that said that only, or one of the articles we looked at that says that only 1% of 9- to 10-year-olds. So if only 1% one percent of 9- to 10-year-olds know of their identity, so on and so forth, how the hell does a 5-year-old know what his sexual orientation is? I mean, do you, look, is there any science behind any of this? Does a 5-year-old really know or identify with their sexual orientation? Well, I bet you there's some science that shows that five-year-olds are susceptible to, you know, suggestion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, do you even do you have any uh, visible, so to speak, childhood memories of, of when you were five? Can you even recall a memory from when you were five? I like one or two. Yeah. Maybe. Do are any of them centered around sex? No. And, and you don't, you know, and if you're Catholic, you don't have to go any further. If you're, <laughs> if you were in Boy Scouts, you don't have to. I'm just kidding. Um, I was both, and I never had a problem there. Um, so let me uh, let me scroll down here. I'm, I'm trying to read this off my phone, and of course, there's nothing but pop up ads coming when I'm trying to read through this article. Um, so. In the Gay BCs, just released by Quirk Books, I'm not sure if that quirk is pun intended, the letters that make up our alphabet are paired with terms like C is for coming out. You're ready to share what you feel deep inside. It's okay to be scared. Yeah, a five-year-old, right? We, we want our five-year-olds um, to feel scared about their sexual orientation. And, and, and so, so for the 99.99% of our children who aren't afraid, who don't have any confusion, who don't have any fear, who are fully heterosexual, they know it even though they don't yet. And they'll, and they'll find it out when they go through pre puberty and puberty and young adulthood. And they're going to be straight and they're always going to be straight and they're going to be heterosexual and they're not going to have gender identity problems and they're not going to be gender fluid and they're not going to be this, that, and the other for that 99.9%, right? Let's do the opposite. Let's indoctrinate them at the age of two, at the age of three, at the age of four, at the age of five in Pittsburgh, right? Thank you, Rainbow Club in Pittsburgh, for making sure that we worry about the literally less than one half of 1% of kids who you claim, without any science to back it, you claim that think that there's something other than what they can see when they undress themselves, right? I, we're, we're moving on in the letters. So C is for coming out. I is for intersex. I thought that was where two cars came together at a traffic light. 
An, oh, that's an intersection. Sorry. Tom made that same joke during Kimberly's show. Come on. <laughs> he did. Well, that's horrible. That's bad programming. <laughs> I wish you would have told me that before I'm, I said that. I'm sorry. We need Can't to, you read we my need to go over mind. these things. Come on. So intersects. Quote, some are born with the parts of both a boy and a girl. Bodies are works of art, right? You know, so, and and look, this this just sums it all up for me. Some are born with the parts of both a boy and a girl. Is that true? Scientifically, I don't even know. So it, the I guess it is. old term was Might hermaphrodite. Be. Okay, does that uh, still happen? It's, it's so uh, it's literally it's less than like a tenth of a percent. Uh, it's like one of the like rarest genetic anomalies. Yeah. So be and and because there's no science, then they followed up with bodies are works of art, right? Because what's essentially the opposite of science, and they're not truly opposites in the in the sense of black versus white, you know, but. Um, art. All right. So, so because they don't have science, they they say that the body is a work of art, right? Because this isn't none of this is scientific. This is just it's their art, it's their religion, it's their dogma that they're trying to put on us, right? P is for pan. You connect with a vibe, no matter the gender. It's about what's inside. Ah, oh, there's poems and illustrations in an attempt to help readers ages four to eight to begin to have a dialogue about identity with their loved ones. It's the kind of book that I wish I had as a child, he said. When I was five years old, I knew that I felt differently than the people around me, but I didn't have the words, right? Horseshit. Um, you know, and, and again, giving, giving the full benefit of the doubt uh, to everything that, that's in that book, because again, if, if you take what they say as being true, you can still beat them, beat them at their own game. If all of that is true, which it's not, but if it, all of that is true, why are we catering, so to speak, to the minutia, right? To this so-called one person out of a million, right? It's the, it's the proverbial one in a million. Yes, right? I just looked up intersex, by the way. It's 0.018%. Yeah, is that even one in a million? I don't even know. I'm terrible at math and whatnot like that, but yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, one in a million. So, so because of the one in the million, we have to have a rainbow club. Why? What are they trying to teach the other ninety nine point nine percent? You claim that you don't want kids to be confused, right? You want to help them. You you because the 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 one out of a million's confused, and you're going to help them. You're going to help the one out of a million be unconfused by confusing the rest? What kind of horse shit is that? How does that make any freaking sense? Now imagine the five-year-old who's not confused, but is so impressionable. It's so non-age appropriate, right? What happened to age appropriateness? And again, let's assume all this stuff is legit. Why does, why does teaching sex education transcend age appropriateness so if, it, if it's okay it, well i should say if it's not okay because it's never been okay it's never been okay up until now up until this ultra woke left-wing crazy movement of the rainbow club in pittsford right up until now it was never okay to teach sex to a five uh, a five-year-old right we just don't do that it doesn't make sense we don't teach it to six-year-olds or seven-year-olds or eight-year-olds or nine-year-olds or 10-year-olds or even 11-year-olds. We just don't do it. We never have. 
So why does it make sense just because some kid might be transgender or have an identity, uh, a gender identity crisis? I don't want to teach sex to that kid either. He doesn't know anything about sex yet. He's not ready for that. He's not, he's not he or she or whatever he or she thinks he or she is, isn't ready for that discussion either. I don't want to confuse that kid either. This is all horse shit, and they know it. It's sickening. It needs to, it, it, there needs to be an end at some point. These people are perverts. They really are. The people that are pushing this stuff are sick perverts. And you know, and the funny thing is, is that we never know who they are, right? It, it, they're literally the boogeyman. They always, they always mock us, right, and say, oh, you you're, you got some boogeyman argument going. You're trying, to, you're trying to create fear and so on and so forth. But, but we never know who these people are. Who are the Rainbow Club? Who is the Rainbow Club? Right? Who's behind the Buick commercials? Well, obviously Buick. But but who's really behind it? Who's pushing all this shit? Because I don't hear parents per se talking about it. And maybe that's because it's again such a tiny, 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 tiny percentage. But I just I've never heard a parent group or or any sort of political group, even the left wing political group, I've never heard one of their politicians campaign or run on this shit. I've never heard them say, when I become elected, I'm going to form the Rainbow Club. I am going to teach your two-year-old, and you think I'm being funny, right? But no, here, here it is. Here's the Rainbow Club, and they want to teach to uh, two- to five-year-olds the pride flag colors. I've never heard a politician or a school board member or a superintendent or a teacher go to uh, educational school and say, my goal is when I get elected, when I get my master's in education, when I get my master's in this, when I get my doctoral, and then I become a superintendent, I'm going to teach your kids about gay sex and how to transgender from being a female to a male or from a male to a female so that they can win more Section 5 trophies in swimming. I've never heard that before. But yet somehow we always end up with this stuff. Somehow we always end up with the Rainbow Club, with the gay BCs. I don't get it. And, you know, look, not to beat a dead horse, but this is, to me, this kind of, uh, as you've heard me say many times uh, recently, of course, that if, if a Supreme Court nominee, if, if Katanji Jackson Brown, um, whatever the hell her name is, if, if she can't define what in the hell a woman is, then how can a five-year-old figure it out? How, how is an educator qualified to try to teach or train or coerce, in my opinion, a five-year-old boy into becoming a girl and vice versa? And if the Supreme Court nominee, a little bit of a diversion here, if, if Katanji Brown-Jackson, that is her name, right? KBG? Yeah, if, KBJ. If, KBJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Um, if Katanji Brown Jackson can't define what a woman is or what, what a man versus a woman is, then how can she rule on the legalities of the laws designed to promote and protect a woman? Because we know we have those. Whether we, we, we agree with them or not, we have them, right? I mean, we have all sorts of, of laws and policies and rules and regulations in the workplace pre- predominantly about about women equality and women's equal pay and breaking the glass ceiling and all this stuff. How do we have 
And, the, and then when, when one of those laws goes in front of the Supreme Court of the United States, if Katanji Brown Jackson doesn't know what a woman is, how does she evaluate and apply the laws that were there to supposedly protect a woman? Doesn't she have to know what the hell a woman is first? I don't get it. I just don't get this stuff. It makes no damn sense. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy stuff. Austin, it's 5.30. We're, uh, we're a couple minutes over. Oh, my god! But, uh, yeah, what else is new, right? <laughs> you know, what else? I mean, look, I, uh, I kind of beat this gay horse to death. Um, maybe the horse wants a transgender. Are there male and female horses? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Is, is transgender a specifically human phenomena? I don't know. Look, you know, the, the science, the hashtag science people, um, you know, should really kind of jump on and explain this stuff to me because I, I just don't get it. And I'm and I'm really not being facetious. Um, I'm going to, while I just kind of make small talk here, I'm look, I'm just kind of scrolling through the, the stuff that I sent you earlier today to make sure I... We have not talked about the quiz in detail. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get the quiz up. All right. Thank you. I told you there was going to be a test. How can I forget the test? All right, so look, we got to come full circle, right? That's uh, no pun intended. Um, The show name, am I a boy or am I an angry lunatic, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so the, here's, the, here's the quiz. This isn't, I mean, you can't make this shit up. Am I a boy or a girl quiz? Are you kidding me? Who puts this shit out there? And are people taking this? And if and if you don't know if you're a boy or a girl, why are you why why do they trying to depict a boy and a girl, right? Aren't they trying to depict that that's a girl on the left in the pink and a boy on the right in the blue? No? Wow, did you just assume their I guess. gender? Well, clearly there's a difference, right? Why did they put one in pink and one in blue? Maybe it's the other way around, but why did they do it? All right, so I, look. I, can I just point to yeah, uh, this point number to right here? It says total attempts, 100,960. So there's 100,000 perverts in America that took this test. Well, and, and, I, and, I also, and also me it. because you, well, you sent it to me. <laughs> <laughs> See, look what I did. I turned you into a pervert just like that. I transgendered you into a pervert. So what, what are the just, – let's just quickly go through a couple of the questions. What's question number one, Austin? What are you wearing? What are what are you wearing? I'm wearing pants. I'm wearing khakis, and I'm wearing this um, very unprofessional mock tee. Okay, so a t-shirt and pants. There you go. There you go. So what does that make me? Oh, we're oh. gonna take the. All right, let's take. Yeah, the test. there's ten questions. Let's, let's just go it. through it. Go for it. You ask the questions. I'll right. answer them. Favorite color? Red, um, blue, I'll yellow. I'll tell you. My favorite okay. color is blue. Okay. All right. I don't know. There's some, you know, silver and gold. You know, I, I don't want to say of... white because I don't want to be accused of being a racist. <laughs> Go on. Which of these magical creatures would you want to be? Jesus. Are, uh, these... are you a mermaid, werewolf, dragon, vampire? Are you a fairy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Unicorn, witch, pixie, angel? Probably a monster. Most people would say I'm a monster. Let's go with monster. Okay. Did you read Twilight? Did you like it? I never heard of it, so I'm going to say no. Oh, that's the one with the sparkly vampires? Right. That guy's that guy plays Batman now. Is he a boy or a girl? I, he's a Batman, so I assume he's a man. <laughs> Good point. Which of these shows do you like better? This one I had to lie because I have never heard. I've, of I've never either. heard of either one. Yeah, my life is. I, I chose Robot Boy. I'm gonna go with my life as a teenage robot because I actually have heard of that. Okay, I hadn't heard of either. Uh, 
Those look like girls. With my friend, I play dress up or dolls, play tag or blocks, talk and shop, play sports and fight, <laughs> cook, shop and talk, drink coffee or beer, tell jokes and play video games. I'm going to go with, uh, I mean, none of them completely apply, so I'll go with the last one. Because I okay. drink coffee, beer, tell, tell jokes. jokes. I don't play video games too much, but. Uh, you know, it's a good time. Uh, do you have a pet? Yes. All right, what's your pet? It's a uh, a pussy cat. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried. Cat. I'm, I'm starting to get worried that I might turn into a girl during this test. Yeah, yeah. I think I started off firmly entrenched as a man, but now I think they're trying to sway me here. But keep uh, going. Butterfly or lion? Man. I'm afraid of lions. Are you Butter- gonna go- I like butterflies. I'm going to yeah. go butterfly. Right. See, look, I'm... Tra- I am gender fluid right now, I think. <laughs> Is that what that means? You like butterflies? Yeah, I'm, I'm, fluid? I'm fluidly... My oh, yeah. fluids are... Uh, <laughs> you look at a TV, the mirror, girls, or boys. I don't, I don't know if my wife is watching or listening. Um, I'm going to go with... I look at... Uh, I spend a lot of time in front of the mirror in the morning because I have all these gray hairs on the side and I... I hate them, so I kind of try to clip them out. So I'm going to go with the mirror. Oh, okay. Oh, geez. Oof. We're getting close to the edge here, Chad. Uh, I know. I'm worried. Uh, which of these holidays do you prefer? Valentine's Day, Halloween, Easter, or Thanksgiving? Well, look, Easter's a religious holiday, so you know that's that probably shouldn't be up there because that's probably offending somebody. Um, Thanksgiving, you know, we all know what happened there. We killed all the Indians, so that that's offensive. Oh, geez. Um, I really like Halloween. That's offensive to Christians. Um, Valentine's Day, that's St. Valentine. I mean, there's a lot of offensiveness going on here. I'm going to go Thanksgiving. That's what I went with. That's the, that's the, that's the right choice. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the results here. You're a boy. You got boy. Oh, You are a dude. God. Is there like a level of masculinity assigned to my test score or no? I don't think so because I also I mean, does got it say boy. That, does it say that you barely made it as Yeah, a like boy? I wonder if, if, if there was like a man option. You know, because you got boy. <laughs> ah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, so I could be that five-year-old who's still confused is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. All right, so now look, that took what, six, seven minutes? Yeah, roundabouts. I have a real simple test. All right, I'm not going to make you do this. Um, oh, thank goodness. For many reasons. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to make me do it either For also for many reasons. But um, there's also a real simple test too. Unzip your pants. Right? Unzip your pants. That you'll know. You'll know what you are. You'll know if you're a boy or a girl. You don't have to answer questions. You don't have to be pigeonholed into whether you like butterflies or lions and what's your favorite color. Because doesn't that kind of isn't that kind of counterintuitive to the whole woke progressive inclusive movement? Isn't it so funny that the woke progressive movement of inclusivity and equality and equity is all about stereotyping, right? They're all about stereotyping. They're all about, hey, if your favorite color is purple and you like butterflies and you watch this kind of show and you play with these types of toys and you wear these colors, then you must be a girl. You must be a female. And if you fight and drink beer, you must be a man, right? Isn't it funny how that shit works? Yeah, why can't you just be like a dude who likes girly shit? Exactly. And why can't you be a girl that likes boy stuff? Why can't you? Look, my daughter plays, my daughters, two of my three daughters have been athletes. They play sports. They play softball. uh, They run track and things like that. But they only get 10% of media attention. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a good place to end. Yeah, yeah. Um, But that's because nobody cares, right? And if they played chess, 
no, and, and, and if my son, and if my son played chess in college, nobody would care about that either. Right. So we'll leave it off at that. Thank you uh, for joining me today. Chad Hummel, the God freedom podcast here on the, we, the people podcast network, please go to our website. Uh, we, the people podcast network.com. I don't even know if I got that right. Perfect. Um, go to the Facebook page, the, we, the people podcast, Facebook page, um, like the Facebook page, go to YouTube. We're on all the other podcast things. Um, I'm good at this stuff, aren't I? And, uh, you know, share this out, please. And, uh, and thanks. Thanks to Austin. Thanks to rock Vox productions for putting this on for us. You guys all have a great night. Go America. Buy more ammo. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.